Hello there, business building warrior. It's your friend, Jim, and this is Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is one of those episodes that we've also put on YouTube today. So if you're used to listening only to this podcast, know this. You go to the show notes at silentgym.com. That's the website, silentgym.com slash podcast. Look for this episode. Look for a link to YouTube. You can watch and see my guest today interacting with me rather than just listen. But if you just want to listen, that's cool. And if you're watching on YouTube, you should know this. Most of our episodes aren't on YouTube. Go to silentgym.com, click on podcast, and you can see all our episodes. Lots of great guests over the years. And go back and start at the first one if you want, because I'd say 95% of what we do around here on the show is evergreen. You can benefit from it even if you go back a couple years in time and listen to old episodes. Today's guest is Cindy Jones. She's a member of our community. Their family is supported entirely using Amazon. They're not throwing up huge numbers. There's not some big, impressive, amazing success story today compared to some of them that we've heard around here over the years. But this is how they pay the bills. This is how their family income is generated. And they're doing a great job of it. They did, as you'll hear in this episode, around $350,000 total sales last year on Amazon. She'll talk about how they did it, how they got started, where they're finding their inventory, some of the projects she's excited about. And I'm very proud of Cindy today too, because she did something that I want to challenge a lot of listeners to this show to consider doing as well. She's not comfortable by her own admission in the episode, you'll hear her say it. She's not comfortable really getting in front of an audience like this, doing a podcast episode putting her face on camera, getting her voice out there, sharing her story. She's never done much of that kind of thing. She's an introvert, but she did it. And I'm so proud of her. And she did so good. And you can tell she's a little uncomfortable and then she settles in and it was just awesome. And here's my challenge for the listeners. Maybe you've been hanging out on the show for a while listening. Maybe you've got a story that you think you could share with this audience. Contact us, please let us know. We want to hear from you. Part of that next step of the leadership journey and that growth journey that you are on right now, hear me because there's a lot of intention behind what I'm about to say. Part of that journey you're on will involve you using your voice, your thoughts, getting them out there, sharing them with others. We are not meant to be isolated. Those lessons that you're learning as a business building warrior are valuable. Your story will inspire more people than you can possibly comprehend. I've seen it happen over and over again. So don't be shy. Actually, being shy is rude. It's okay to be an introvert, but being shy is actually kind of rude. You're robbing us of our chance to hear your ideas and thoughts. So contact us if you've got a story worth sharing and be inspired by Cindy. We're going to jump over and put her on screen here with me and put her on the, on the audio with me here in just a second. You're going to meet her. But let me just say it was a delight hanging out with her today. I think you're really going to enjoy it as well. She's got some cool lessons to learn and some inspiration for us today, especially those of you who maybe are new and wondering if this is legitimate or not. I think she's going to convince you that it absolutely is legitimate to build a business using the Amazon platform to sell product. So God bless the business building warriors out there listening. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'm going to get Cindy on the line with us right now. So Cindy, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. So glad you're here with us today. I'd love to hear some of your story. Hi, Jim. It's super nice to be here. I never imagined that I would be either on the YouTube or podcast with you ever. So this is a great honor for me. Oh, it's an honor for us as well. Thanks for agreeing to do it. 
Absolutely. So to begin off, I started with Amazon back in 2015. I had heard about Amazon through, I think it was Chris Green. I stumbled upon one of his something on, on, on the web, on Google. I Googled Amazon and Chris Green popped up. So I, that's where I initially heard about Amazon. And then I joined some Facebook groups like the Amazon FB, FBA Movies with uh, Bob Wiley. So that was, I was looking at my uh, Facebook feeds and I was like, oh yeah, I did sign up. It was like January, 2015 <laughs> with that particular group. So that was my introduction to selling on Amazon. As to why, would you like me to go over the whys? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just you know, okay. pretend that you ran into an old friend and they're saying, hey, tell me about this Amazon thing. You know, just you're among friends. <laughs> okay, okay. So at the time I was working at Lowe's as a um, behind the pro desk, I helped contractors with their orders. I worked in installed sales. I was all over Lows at the time, which which was okay. It, it helped to bring in extra income. My my husband was working in corporate America at the time, so it helped bring in income for our family as a part time associate over there, working with lots of different people. And it, it was fun. It was a good experience, but the schedule was not great. It was not conducive for weekends for soccer and softball games, stuff like that. It wasn't something where I could work around if one of our kids got sick. So I was looking for something that was more flexible. So I took $100 (laughs) and I went to Walmart and I went to the clearance section, like a lot of people do. And I scanned with that free app that Amazon has. And I created my first order and it was successful. Oh, that's great. Do you remember what you bought? It was a little car. Lightning McQueen from from the Cars movie. The Cars I don't movie. remember. I don't remember which Cars movie, but it was this little car that you'd put on the tablet and it would run on this game. I don't even know what it was exactly, but I bought it for five, and I think I flipped them for twenty. And I was like, "That's cool," <laughs> you know. I, I made some money, and and then I reinvested that and kept it rolling that way. So. That's how I started anyway. <laughs> Those were the early, the early days. Those wow. were the days, yeah. So what are some of the next memorable wins on your calendar from going from, you know, grabbing a few clearance items at Walmart? What was the next direction you went? Did you stick with retail arbitrage? I did stick with retail arbitrage for the next few years. I actually still do retail arbitrage with a mix of other things that I do. But the way that it progressed was I let that snowball until the revenue that I was making on a consistent basis covered what I was making in my part-time job. So once I hit that point, I put in my notice and said, see you later, guys. And (laughs) and then I was able to stay at home and um, continue growing the business. How many hours were you working? You said Lowe's, the hardware store. For those outside the US, it's like a general hardware home goods store. How many hours were you working there? What did you have to replace? I, I was working probably around 20 hours a week. Um, at the time, they had a cap as to how many hours you were considered a part-time worker. Sure. Yeah. So I worked about 28 hours a week. So your goal is to replace that 20-hour a week of hourly income with your business. Right. It took you how long to get up to that point? 
Well, it took me about a year because we, we do have four children. And, and at the time our youngest was, he would have been two. So, um, doing retail arbitrage, going around with my two-year-old when I wasn't working over at Lowe's was always a chore. I mean, anybody that's taken toddlers to the store understands that there's a lot of cookies and, you know, here's a little video for you to watch and maybe you get to three. So <laughs> what, what are some tips? Cause I remember I actually leveraged it on a couple occasions. I leveraged it to my advantage. Like I, I found that managers tend to say yes more often when I had my cute little daughter with me, when I was asking like, Hey, if I buy all 50 of these, could I get a discount? If she was with me, it seems right. like the yeses came a little easier. Did you ever experience anything like that? I honestly, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blur now, right? You had a two-year-old. <laughs> I, all I can remember, I mean, this isn't a tip, but all I can remember at this point is he's six now and he will not go to the store with me anymore. I've ruined him on stores. He, he doesn't to- trust you. <laughs> He's like, are we going to be here an hour, mom? We're just getting milk. <laughs> I don't want to sit in one spot in the middle of the aisle, watch you scan things with your phone, mom. <laughs> right. But he was a real trooper. I mean, he honestly, to get a, a little guy through a store, you know, maybe 45 minutes in each store, you know, that's, that's a lot. That's like three hours of retail arbitrage when he'd rather be stopped. Well, you know, stopping at McDonald's to go to the, the um, play center. Play area. Yeah. That's, that's one of my tips. <laughs> yeah. That was the bribe. If you're good, we're going to stop at McDonald's. But- that's the reward. I love it. Reward. Yeah. But good job for, for battling through. And, and I've done those kind of things with my kids and it, it's great for them to see, Hey, it takes work. It takes, and it's better than us not being together while I'm trying to you know do the things that I do to, to provide for the family. It's good for the kids to see that. I remember very distinctly going up to the cash register and the kids are like, so is all this for us? And learning that starts clicking the head. No, this is for other people. Right. All these things are for other people. Right. <laughs> we're going to sell them to other people who want them, who can't find them easily. And we're going to help them find them easily. And we're going to get paid to do that. And so it's great for them. You've probably, what you've done is put an entrepreneurial seed in that little guy. I wouldn't be surprised at all if yeah. that little six-year-old yeah. a few years from now is, he's a lemonade stand kid because he gets it. Right, right. I, I think so too. Yeah. And like I said, we do have four kids. So I, they've all been with me doing retail arbitrage for five years now, not so much now, but they've all, you know, we're all walking along <laughs> in the aisles and mom scanning stuff. And uh, our older kids are, are quite a bit older. There's a big age gap. So we have a, a 17 and a 15 year old, and then we have an eight and a six year old. So I pair them up so that they have like travel buddies <laughs> and the older, That's yeah, awesome. the older ones would take the other ones around and I mean, not so much now because they're, they're all a little bit older, but that's how we got through it <laughs> in the days. So, so those, are, those are the early days and the foundation, if you will. So what are you doing now that's working well? Share with us as much detail as you can, but what's got you excited right now about your business? Um, well, what we have right now, I'd like to talk about 2018 to, to just go back a little bit to kind of lead sure. to what we're doing now. In 2018, I was doing so much that it was too much for me to do in a week plus do all the mom activities and wife activities. So in 2018, I was able to go ahead and hire on my best helper. She's another mom in our our local area. And so she does all of our, our packing and prepping. So she has been a huge asset 
to our business, you know, to be able to extend out from what I was doing by myself. So, and do you pay her hourly? I pay her by the piece for most things. We have a percentage that we do if she does some of her own um, either online arbitrage or retail arbitrage. And then we, we just, we try to make it work. I go to her, what do you think about this? Does this seem fair? And then we talk about, you know, what seems fair for that particular job that needs to be done. Yeah, she's been a huge asset and outsourcing like that has been a huge growth opportunity for us. So there, that was a big, that was a big role or not a big role. We could edit that out. <laughs> it, was, it was a big step forward. <laughs> that was a big... <laughs> yeah, it, it freed up your time, right? Right. It, it freed up my time to uh, be able to either take more times to do retail arbitrage or to grow our wholesale business and also the private little label product that I was able to launch in 2019. So that's what we did in 2018. So she's been with us for over a year. So there's that. Um, can you redirect me, Jim? <laughs> no, you're doing, you're doing great. You're doing great. So you're setting up, you know, bringing us up to current speed, like what you're excited about and what's happening. Right. Recent, like what are those things that are working really well? Okay, uh, we'll talk about maybe some of the things that aren't working as well too here shortly. But for now, I want to hear like, okay, so in 2018, you hired some help in that finally freed up some of your time, mm-hmm. right? You launched a private label. I'm sure the listeners are curious now, like, what did she launch? What's the product? <laughs> Tell us as much as you can about that. That sounds pretty exciting. Right, right. So the product that I launched, I did a lot of keyword re- research, and I, you know, we've always hear about and it's always talking about to dig down into into the niches right so i found a kind of obscure product that um, not everybody is going to want or need and i the audience was just big enough that i knew that once i got the product to where it needed to be through the keywords through the um the bullet points you know the back end the pictures everything once i got everything as great as I could with that particular product, it would stand out for the people that were looking for it. So I was able to order that product from China. I found a really great supplier. I have a really nice relationship with the representative over there. And (laughs) I'm sorry, Jim. I'm sorry. You're going to have to edit a lot. No, you're you're doing great. No, there's a lot of people who are amazed by this story because you're just checking off the boxes, doing things that they've always thought maybe they could do, but here you are doing it. Right. You, came up, you did your keyword research. You found a supplier in China. Maybe we can talk a little bit about how you found that supplier, but how big was that first order? Uh, the first order I think was 50 units. So it was... 50? It, yes. It was a bundle. So the the total pieces was more than that, but I do believe it was probably probably a $500 investment. I, of course, tested it. I went to Alibaba first. And I, I know there's mixed reviews on Alibaba. This worked for this particular product at the time. And it's still working pretty well for now. So I, I ordered from Alibaba. And I got samples from three different companies or three different uh, manufacturers over there. And so I picked the best one that had the most capability for how I wanted it made. And just went with them and uh, did a small order to test it out on the market. I wasn't concerned about it just being this hot new seller right now. I just wanted to see if it was something that would supplement what I was doing already. 
I wasn't looking for, you know, to be number one on Amazon today with it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You're taking a slow, taking a slow approach. That's that first order of 50. You tested it. Right. Uh, you spent $500. Right. You said, right. Mm-hmm. How long did it take to sell it? What did you end up netting? What lessons did you learn there? And, and how is that looking now? Like take us through that some of the numbers and, and what it's grown into. Okay. That particular product, let's see it. It took probably, because I wasn't doing PPC with it. I, I was just, you know, what's going to happen with this product if I do everything organically? Um, it was before everybody was getting really excited about PPC and thinking that's all you needed to uh, make a product work. It, it You know, it's a tool, but I didn't think it was something I needed to really drive hard on at the time. So I, I just put in all of those. I did all my homework on it first. And anyway, the first month that it was up, I sold out uh, 30. I didn't sell out, but I sold 30 of the 50 units. And it ranked in, it was a, a health item. So it ranked in the health category at around 100K, which is okay. It's not necessarily in the top 10 or 1% of ranking, but it was within five to 10, which was okay with me at the time. So I think that first round I made, it was about you know, 75% ROI on it. So it was a nice investment. And I, I took the 500 that I had and the ROA that I made and I rolled it into the next order and I expanded it. So I just snowballed it just like with everything else that I've done. I start small and then test it and order more with what I gained and continue with that. Beautiful. It, take us to like, you know, recently is it, do you still sell that same product and what's it doing for you on an average month? And it, it, maybe you've branched into other similar products. I'm curious what the business looks like now as a result of that first lesson. Right. The sad thing is I, I don't sell that product too much anymore. Um, that particular niche got saturated with a lot of uh, sellers that I, I think are probably Chinese sellers that I, I can't compete with right now. So I've gone away from that and I am starting up a new uh, private label product that is a little more customized that's harder to duplicate. So that's another lesson that I learned in the last couple of years is it doesn't matter how nice your whole, your photos are and you know though that helps you know <laughs> to have nice photos and the color and and the attractiveness of it is if, if somebody else can come in and and buy that exact product cheaper and put their label on it you really can't do much about that so uh, customization with the next product is where I'm going so. <laughs> So that that one product kind of peaked and drifted away. You made some good margin on it while you had it. And now I'm hearing you say you got it. You found another product that you're into and you've distinguished it from other products in the marketplace. So it can't be copied. Right. What strategy did you use to do that? How do you prevent a product from being copied in your case? Well, I mean, there's no 100%. I just, I think that it's, if you're able, this particular one's going to need a mold and um, I'll be able to, make that customized to how I want it to be. And that nothing's a hundred percent uncopyable, <laughs> if that's a word. Right. But it sure makes it harder for somebody else to just, you know, hop on Alibaba and order exactly the same thing and slap their sticker on it. So it it eliminates right. some of the competition. It's not going to eliminate all of the competition. But that's that's the direction I'm going with the next product that I have. 
in life. And what was the word you used? Something gold? I didn't follow you. To make it unique, to make the product unique, you, what did you do to it? I Oh, I made a, a mold. Oh, a mold. Okay. I misunderstood you. Right. So you okay. own the mold. Right. I'm with you now. Right. So it's it's going to it's going to be harder. There's more hoops to go through. There's a little more uh, funds that need to be put into it. But I've done the research on this particular product, so I'm pretty confident with it. I'm not one to just you know, yay, that looks great, and fling my money towards it. I I'm kind of a slow, methodical person when it comes to when I'm you know investing a large amount of money. Well, to me, a large amount of money. <laughs> so it sounds like an exciting project though. You you're pretty optimistic that it's going to work or or have you already sold some? I'm still in, in the I'm going back and forth with uh, the manufacturer that's making the mold and we're getting that all, you know, tuned in and ready to go. It's probably gonna be launching in five months, I'm thinking. So okay. It's still out. A few months from now. Yeah. We'll love to hear how it goes. Right. <laughs> so my understanding is you've you've got a fairly robust business going right now. You said you're still doing some retail arbitrage. What are some of the strategies you're using to generate revenue in your Amazon business right now? What's working? Because we've heard about a product that's soon to launch. Right. We've heard about a product that used to work and doesn't. Right. <laughs> what's filling that gap right now? Because my understanding is this this is your family's full-time income, correct? Correct. Yes. We do um, the retail arbitrage. It's always a good starter point, but it's also a good fill-in. That's what I have found. Uh, I know a lot of people, they, they do art retail arbitrage and they're like, okay, get me out of here as soon as possible. And I understand that. And I still am like, yeah, get me out of here. But I know it works. So when something isn't working quite as well as I would like it to, I retail arbitrage is a tool that I have in my, in my toolbox, right? So yeah, I had lunch just today with a couple in our community who... Retail arbitrage is a close to seven figure business right, for them. Right. You can do wonderful things with retail arbitrage. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's so much opportunity out there with our replens training, mm-hmm. which is being added into the proven Amazon course if it hasn't been in there yet. Have you gone through that training yet by any chance? It, that's the one that is, is still, it's, is it in pack right now? It, it will be added into the proven Amazon course probably by the time this podcast episode is public. It will be added in. right? And uh, that's the strategy where you can go to any retail aisle. You don't scan barcodes. right? You generate creative ideas in a, another way that... you know we've, we've had other episodes with Jimmy and Brittany Smith talking about it uh, in the past. But yeah, I think that would be very powerful for you. If, you, if you're comfortable retail arbitrage shopping, finding those products that you can sell over and over again on a repeat basis for nice margins, and they're all around you. Absolutely. Even walking past them for years. As much as as much as you know retail arbitrage, I think it'll be a real eye opener for you. Right, right. And that's I, I was excited to see what they had to say because I part of the retail arbitrage that we have, it is, we have replens and I'm always excited to see how other people do it. I, I'm not one to think that the way I do it is the way to do it. Um, it's always good to have an open mind and see what other people do and and how their mind works and how they're searching for things. Um, there's always new stuff to learn. So I, I am excited to to see that one come out and pack. And I'll definitely well, I'll send you. I'll send it to you as soon as you're done with this interview as a way of saying thank you for jumping on today, Cindy. So I, I hate that you had to wait till now to snag it. Life is busy, and you're just kind of waiting. Uh, just so the the listeners knew, let me just talk to a few of them because we dropped a few terms out there. I want to make sure everyone knows what we're talking about. Earlier, you said 
PPC, that's pay-per-click. And we don't often encourage, especially new sellers, to use pay-per-click advertising on Amazon because you can start spending a lot of money unless you're really watching your numbers. It's not a magic button that that makes you sell more product. You can end up uh, spending a whole lot more than you actually earn. Right. So be very cautious. We have the PPI training inside of the pack course that talks you through how to use pay-per-click marketing in a very creative way to actually uncover new niche markets. Um, right. We don't like relying on pay-per-click. Very, very seldom have I, you know, very rarely have I seen products where you can do $5 worth of advertising and sell $100 worth of product and put $60 in the bank on repeat. It just, I don't know of the people who are out there doing that because it's such, it's such a competitive place to play. So yeah. Right, right. Why start where it's so, where it is so competitive when there's so many other items out there that they, that the people that go for the top, you know, 1% of items, they're never going to look at, but there's still, there's 30 items are selling per month. You get enough of those, then you have a portfolio, right? So that's uh, right. That's that's how I look at it. I don't want to compete with the big boys with a big pocket, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to put it, a portfolio of products. Yeah. I'd rather have 10 or 15 products that sell one or two every other day. Right. Versus the equivalent, like a big hit. Right. And now everyone's eyeing you like, wow, okay, you're the target now. Right. <laughs> Everyone right. wants that position. Right. It's much easier to fly under the radar. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Beautiful. And I think you're going to enjoy that replants course. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that you brought up uh, as you were telling your story that might create some questions in the minds of of the maybe some of the newer listeners around here. But I think we've covered it pretty well. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward story. And how much time are you spending right now? You know, share some of the numbers if you can that you're comfortable with. How much time are you spending right now? Arbitrage, shopping, retail. Like, what's your average week look like? You've got your partner who's helping you prep and ship all of it into Amazon. Right. I, I'm doing probably, um, I don't know, probably 30 hours a week doing retail arbitrage. I spend, um, like after, after I'm doing the mom, you know, stuff and the wife stuff, I also am doing, you know, contacting wholesalers. We have quite a list of wholesalers that we are working with. And then, um, Fortunately, my helper is starting to do more of the online arbitrage. So I've outsourced that to her. <laughs> you know, different people have different skill sets, and it's always good to find somebody that complements what you do and what you aren't doing or can't do. So that's definitely been a help. So as as for hours, I don't know. I don't keep track. It's probably too many. <laughs> so as for numbers, um, we, we came out, I, I was doing our taxes and uh, this last year we were in the mid 300s. So, um, that was our total gross sales. So we did pretty good last year. We were able to cover a lot of the expenses that we needed to make up after my husband, um, is no longer working for the corporate job that he was doing before. So we did pretty well. We did pretty well this year to cover that. So that's that's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> well, con- congratulations. That's great. $300,000 in sales. Yeah. And uh, do, you, do you know approximately what your revenue you generated from that? Like what was your margin? Um, well, actually it was closer to 350000 But the margin was probably around 50000 for the year. So we were we're not quite where we need to be to make up 
for what we were doing before, but we were able to live okay on that throughout this last year. And, and the goal is to increase that up another at least 20,000 in, uh, you know, take home. <laughs> I'm super confident that with as much time as you're putting in and your understanding of arbitrage, right? this replan course, when you go through it, mm-hmm. you could easily double your business for the same amount of time and energy that you're putting in. We're seeing it over and over again. Right. It, I think you're going to get pretty excited. I can't wait to hear back from you about what you think of this. Right, um, right. I would love to be able to take those types of that, that information and be able to add to our team. So it's not just me and, and my helper over here. And uh, that's, that's my goal to be able to add more moms into it. Is that, that was kind of one of the ideas of hiring who I hired to help out. When I was at home, when I was a stay-at-home mom, I was always trying to find um, different ways to help with the household income. And I wasn't able to find much anything other than selling on eBay or babysitting. So I would love to be able to, to grow our team with that sort of strategy. Yeah. A lot of our retail arbitrage shoppers who are using the replan strategy are able to do that because instead of paying a commission for every item you find, you can really reduce it down to an hourly job. You're giving them a shopping list and saying, I need you to buy as many units of these 12 items as you can. And you just send them out, pay them hourly to go shopping. And you can certainly share the commissions and set up a structure if you'd like, but it's just a beautiful part-time job. So, you know, there's a lot of people who will sign up for that gig of, you mean, all I got to do is just go shopping for the items on your list and bring them to you. That's a great job for, for so many people. Right, flexible. It's so flexible, and and for families, it's so important to have that flexibility to be able to go when you know, grandma can take care of the kids, or you can take the kids with you, or <laughs> you know. Well, it's a lot easier to take your kids with you if you know exactly what you're looking for, because they're not right. scanning barcodes, standing in one spot trying to keep the, the kid entertained. Right. right. As those, that skill set that you developed won't be needed. You can kind of get in, get out, keep moving. And, yeah, that that uh, multitasking is probably not needed. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's not not as much. You're in and out a lot quicker that way. Right. Uh, and we, we're seeing some people on our team growing. They're growing some pretty significant shopping teams that way, and yep. just paying them hourly, maybe plus a cut of the profits as the business grows. But mm-hmm. uh, I see that as kind of a next step for you from where you are now. Very admirable that you've accomplished what you've accomplished. Right. No question. Very few people will ever accomplish building a business online that supports their family. But the numbers you've given me, you are so with the skill set you have, easily double, easily, if not significantly more. I've kind of here and I need to make the step to here. <laughs> so yeah. um, right now we're, we're putting um, different systems into place. I, from the beginning of, of uh, bringing on our helper, we've been writing down the SOPs, you know, standard... Um, operating procedures, right? <laughs> operating procedures. And um, so we've been writing those down. We've always heard, okay, this it's always a good idea to write those down. And and get organized that way. But we keep adding these other things and, and rearranging. And it's always part of uh, a liquid business, right? You have, to, you have to change your strategy sometimes. But this will be the next step to how I'm going to outsource 
a lot of this. I mean, even for the wholesale part and I am doing too much. I have too many plates spinning they're spinning. Okay. But if mom gets sick, it's, it's all going to fall down. So yeah, maybe I'm going to expand my help. <laughs> hey, this is Jim. Sorry to interrupt this fantastic episode, but I wanted to alert you very quickly before we jump back to the show about today's sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Legends Group. That is a small group of sellers who gather primarily on Facebook, but also live at a couple events per year and talk about how to source products successfully to sell on Amazon. They specialize in retail arbitrage and online arbitrage strategies. If you want to check them out and find out more about them, there's only one link to use. That's provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. Again, provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. Go ahead and check them out. It is a phenomenal group. You can drop out anytime you want, but I think you're going to love the regular trainings, the positive atmosphere. It's like a big family. And if you want to hang out with other people who are doing creative things, sourcing retail and online arbitrage style for Amazon, that is where you want to be. Hey, let's jump back into the show now. Well, I think you're in a season now, it feels to me like you've laid out a great foundation. You have the basics, you have proof that it works, you're paying the bills, right? but you're ready for that to step into more of a leadership role, kind of manage your business instead of letting your business manage you. You're in a wrestling match with your business right now (laughs) (laughs) and you're going to win by putting these great procedures in place and kind of expanding out, growing your team. Right. 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 It's going to be an exciting season for sure. Yeah. I am looking forward to that and and just uh, finding some great people to, to onboard and, you know, help, help them out too. I mean, that's, that's what I've seen with what I've done so far is being able to help other families while, while they're helping us. So that part of the community part that we, we talked about earlier, that, that is pretty profound, I think, to be able to help other families out with their situations and, and what they have going on. So, yeah. Well, it, it's coming. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. You're going to do great with it. And, and we're here to support you and, and the whole community is now behind you too. And uh, you'll be a bit of a celebrity <laughs> if you are able to attend the conference in Florida in July. I know you're, you're saying you might, you're going to try to make it uh, theprovenconference.com. Yep. You know, just this community really likes to get behind the people who, who jump on this podcast and they're transparent. You know, it's not all pie in the sky. I made a million dollars my first six months. We like to share real stories, real struggles successes, lessons, right. you know, anyone can start a business and fail. You didn't do that. You started a business and succeeded. It's not where you want to be yet, right. but it's heading in that direction. Right. And you've got the determination and the, and the, the resources to make that happen. So we're certainly excited for that. Is, is there anything else you want to share with the listeners? You know, we've got their, their attention and, and uh, we've got a few minutes left in this episode. Is there anything else on your mind that you'd like to share? Maybe a lesson? that you learned or something you're struggling with, you want to kick around, it's the balls in your court. Oh, let me, <laughs> love you. Put me on the spot now. <laughs> yeah. We like doing that around here. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay to say no, because I think this has been a great episode. You spoke from the heart and you've shared some great lessons and, and you've shared your story. We did talk a little bit before we started recording. We talked a little bit about isolation. Are you okay talking about that a little bit maybe? 
Yeah, we can definitely talk about that and how one of the reasons why I accepted the invitation for the podcast. One goal that I've tried to have for the last five years is to do something that's uncomfortable. (laughs) So, you know, maybe that's trying to figure out Amazon and how to sell on Amazon or, you know, how to, how, how does bringing a private label onto Amazon, how does that look? For, for this particular moment, I never saw myself being on a podcast or possibly on YouTube or anything like that. I'm a pretty private, quiet over here, you know, in the back room type person. So this was a big step for me to come on here and, and share my story with everybody. The isolation, that can be a really hard thing for, for a lot of people that are entrepreneurs that are uh, working from home. It doesn't have to be uh, Amazon business. It doesn't have to be online. You, you can see a lot of accountants and you know anybody that can work from home, it's really easy to become very isolated. So I just encourage everybody to get outside of their comfort zone and share their stories and you know go outside to, instead of just doing the retail arbitrage, you know, continue meeting up with your friends and, and not get so focused in on the business <laughs> because it happens pretty quickly to everyone. <laughs> yeah. And you're speaking to more people than you may realize. A lot of people that we've approached about being on the podcast, for example, say, oh, no, I, I could never do that. And we say, well, it's a, we, we can do audio only. That's fine. Oh, no, I couldn't even do that. We can keep your name anonymous if you'd like. No, I, I won't even do that. Right. That's a necessary step of growth, of just being healthy. I mean, talk to any psychologist. They're going to tell you, you've got to interact with others. You've right. got to step up yourself out there. Just because you're an introvert is not an excuse to be shy. Being introvert is fine. Right. Being shy is not. Being shy is kind of rude, really. It's, it's almost a, a selfish position. And we think we're just protecting ourselves. What you're really doing is you're removing the ability for others to be blessed by these gifts and ideas. And you know, we have, a, as introverts, which I'm an introvert too, we have a lot of great things bouncing around in our head that we're supposed to be sharing. And so thank you for encouraging. Maybe there's some other listeners today who are saying, you know, I think I have a story worth telling. I think it might help some people. You know, we've, we've had uh, abused single moms come on the show. We've had people with just incredibly difficult challenges they've overcome in health and other life circumstances. And every time people say, wow, that was so inspirational. Finally, someone who's kind of coming from where I was and I can relate to that person. And they, they built something anyway. So yours, it was like, you know, you'd rather be kind of left alone, but you stepped out of that comfort zone. That's a great challenge for yourself. And there's a lot of people now you may never meet them, but they're grateful that you did. I guarantee you that they're very grateful that you did because you've inspired people today. Right. And I, and I, I am happy that I, I came on to share the story. And, and what kind of role model would I be to my kids and telling them, you know, hey, go for it. You don't know anybody there, but go anyway. You know, I, it's, it's important to, to be what you're telling your kids they should do. That's right. And and your kids will watch this someday and let's say, wow, okay, my mom would have rather just not, but she did anyway. That's a that's being a you're being a great wife, a great mom, a great business person. You're stepping into some leadership here. And I think you did a great job personally. I think you did a fantastic job. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, honestly, we've we've seen that take hold in our children. Like I said, our oldest, he has worked and saved up for a trip to Australia with his with his school for two years. 
So he's, he's been able to do that. And, and he is like his mom. He's kind of an introvert and he's not one to, this is a big trip. This is a big deal. So I'm putting it out there. It's a huge deal for us, you know, mom and dad and, and him to, okay, he's going to go to the other side of the world in another hemisphere <laughs> for two right. weeks. So, you know, getting, getting outside of your comfort zone. I'm, I'm just, I'm so proud of him. And I, I wanted to share that with everybody, how proud I am of our son. Well, you, and you're demonstrating that getting out of your comfort zone, taking on something big. Right. Right. So I'm like, okay, you know, you, you, we got your passport. This is real. This is happening in like four months. <laughs> so, wow. you know, um, so are you a little nervous about it? I take it. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I, I know, I know he'll be fine and, and we've given him the tools, you know, okay, where am I supposed to, in, you know, all those life tools that you have to give your kids by the time they're 17. <laughs> Right. You know, okay, where do I need to be at that time? Where's the group going to be if I get off course? You know, all, all that kind of stuff. We've given him, so we know it's okay, but, but you're still nervous when, you, when you're putting your kid on an airplane. <laughs> you know? Of course. So, yeah. Well, you're, you've demonstrated brilliantly getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And this is something that, you know, again, your kids will watch someday and you'll look back on. And, you know, the thing that I can almost guarantee you is, as nervous as you were today or as much as this felt out of your comfort zone today, you'll look back a couple of years from now and like, what was I so nervous about? Oh, right. The mountains become molehills so quickly when you're on a leadership journey and a growth journey. And, uh, and thank you so much for, for carving out the time today. And thank your family for us, please, for loaning you to us, <laughs> if you would. Absolutely. Because I know there's a lot of other things you could have been doing. And um, let me just address the listeners as well. Same to you. You know, there's other things you could have done with your time, but you hung out with Cindy and I today and listened to her story and picked up hopefully a few new great tips and encouraging facts and lessons. That's what this show is all about. I love seeing emerging leaders, which that's what we are as business building warriors. We're on a leadership journey. You need to be growing yourself as a leader. That means you're going to use your mouth more. That means you're going to put your face out in front of people more often and have things to say and ideas to share. That's what business success is. Those are the things that take you to that next level. So if Cindy was a stock, I'd be buying for sure because she's on that journey. And I hope you're on that journey with us as well, listeners. Um, But Cindy, God bless you and your family. Thanks for spending time with us. To all the business building warriors out there in, in silent sales machine radio land, thank you for hanging out with us today. We'll have another great episode for you real soon. All right. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.